بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبو القاسم المصطفى محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في الأراضي أجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الوعد وأدخلني إلى نور الفهم اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا فضائنا وبنك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين In the last session we talked about sincerity in general about the role of intention that when we have sincere intention the chance of us understanding what is wise becomes more and even sometimes maybe if you make mistake still Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would help you to somehow get what you want by directing your affair by directing your action back to the right track of course sincerity is one requirement knowledge is important consulting is important collecting information is important consulting is important but one major aspect of hikmah practical hikmah is to make sure that we have proper intention today inshallah we want to talk about another aspect of practical wisdom and that is adab adab in islamic culture is very important four or five years ago uh, in the month of Ramadan I had some intense session on adapt about courtesy and manners briefly What I can say as introduction before we go into hadith is that it's not just important that you are sincere and even you are able to identify properly what is the problem and what is the solution. Even this is not enough. Although reaching this point by itself is very difficult that you are sincere and you are able to identify the problem and the solution but success is not only dependent on this success very much depends on also manners methods that you use in order to implement your plan in order to act upon your plan manners are very important 
maybe, for example, uh, you see there is, you know, for example, liquid in your home. And you don't know where this is coming from. After carefully observing, after maybe bringing some, you know, builders, plumber, you realize that it is coming from the house of neighbor. Okay. So you have identified the problem and you know that the neighbor has to fix there, for example, bathroom. And your intention is not also bad. You want to protect your home. You are not demanding something illegal or immoral. But how are you going to approach your neighbor? Are you going to enter his home without his permission and fix it? Are you going to shout at him and say, you know, look what you have done to me? Or you are respectfully in the right time, not in the middle of the night, not when the person is, you know, for example, maybe tired, has just come back from work. No, in the right time, with the right manner, with politeness, you tell him that this is the case. And I have brought a builder, has said it's coming from your home, but please check, maybe he has made mistake. Please check if it is coming from your home. So then let me know how we should solve this problem. So manners are very important. Most of the time people, when they are approached with courtesy and good manners, they would be more cooperative. I'm not, I'm not saying 100%. I'm saying they would be more cooperative most of the time if they are approached properly. If you don't approach them properly, most of the time they don't cooperate. There are exceptions. There are people that <laughs> maybe you need to use another method with them. But even these people, first you have to try other methods and if it fails then you go for this inshallah there is a hadith about this that we will talk about so ma manners of dealing with people interacting with people even after you understand what is the problem and what is the solution are very important you are a good teacher, you have knowledge, you have experience, but how are you to teach your students? Can you shout at them? Can you, you know, scream at them? Or you are a good student, but how are you going to deal with the classmates, with the teachers? We have to be very, very careful. Sometimes in the mosque, some people make noise. This by itself, of course, is something which is not very good. It's not compatible with the etiquette of masjid. 
just few days ago, one of our Christian friends said that he was surprised that when the call for prayer was being made, uh, that there was a beautiful recitation, but some people were talking. But then prayer started, everyone was silent. So someone explained that maybe they wanted to greet you know, the guests or you know, whatever. So, but sometimes people don't understand why in our mosque or centers, uh, everyone is not listening. Some people are talking. Masjid has its own manner etiquette, but now suppose some people are speaking but they make mistake that in the middle of program they are speaking but now do you have the right that from member in front of everyone address them and say no why you are talking this also again seems not to be polite and good. So sometimes a person is making a mistake, but also in dealing with mistakes, we have to be observing courtesy and manners. So there are many, many examples that we have to observe. So for those who came After we started, the point today is about adab, about manners and courtesy. And I said, after making sure that our intention is sincere, and after making sure that you have understood what is the problem, what's the solution, still, if you want to succeed, you need to observe certain manners and etiquette. You cannot say, no, because I am right, I do what I want. I say what I want. Now let's go to some hadith from Ahlul Bayt, as, as you will see, Ahlul Bayt very much highlighted the need for adab and also connected it to aql. So if someone says, you know, why you are talking... Adab in the series on practical wisdom because I think this is actually a very important part of practical wisdom, a rational approach. Amir al uh, uh, again, I am reading for you this hadith from Muntakhabu Mizan al Hikmah, a scale of wisdom. If you go to the section on Adab, inshallah, you will find all these hadiths that I am reading today. I am not reading all the hadiths there. But all the hadiths that I'm reading are there. <laughs> okay. Al-adabu kamalur rajul. Adab. It's very difficult to translate adab into English. <laughs> For different reasons. So, but... Some people say courtesy, good manners, etiquette, but it's a quality. If I say just 
etiquette of good manners, it doesn't show. It's a, maybe courtesy or a special type of politeness, but it's not just politeness. Means you are a person who is very considerate. Yeah, very considerate. You take care of everything and everyone and do things in the best and nicest way. Yeah. For example, eating. Okay, one requirement is that it should be halal. One requirement that should be your own, for example, money. But then how are you going to eat? How much, where, which manners? These are all adab. In any case, Amirul Mu'min says, Al-adabu kamalur rajul. Perfection of a person, a man, a woman, is based on Adam. In another hadith, he said, Al-adabu ahsanu sajiyyatan. Adab is the best trait of character. I don't know if you have ever seen any person with good adab who is disliked. People who have good adab are liked by everyone. In a school, in university, in work, in community. Everyone loves people who have adab. In another hadith, Amir al said, The best thing that fathers, or maybe we can extend and say parents, can leave behind for their children, the best legacy is Adam. If you leave lots of money behind, you leave house, car, farm behind, but your children are impolite, you have not done any good to them. In another hadith, Amir al-Mumni said, People need right adab, right manners more than they need gold and silver. Another hadith, Husnul Adab. Afvalu nasabin wa ashrafu sababin. If you have good manners, if you have polite conduct, this is the best nasab. You know, it's better than saying, my father was this, my grandfather was that. You know. And also, it's the best. Sabab 
For example, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, or you know, anything that based on your genealogy or based on your family relation or social position, you want to add to your credit is not as important as your own personal add-up. Then there is a section here, Al Adabu Wal Aql. I only read some of the hadith, many hadith I didn't read because I want to give you the major idea. But there, there is then a heading, Al Adabu Wal Aql. As I told you, it's part of rationality, part of wisdom. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Husnul adabe zinatul aql. Husnul adabe zinatul aql. Good manners is beautification of your intellect. So if you are very intelligent, you have high IQ. But you don't have good adab. You are not going to succeed. You are not going to be liked. And if you are really rational and wise, you would develop adab. Amir al said something very moving. I want to see who is not moved after this. <laughs> I will check your places to see. Kullu shay'an yahtaju ila al-aql. Kullu shay'an yahtaju ila al-aql. Everything needs aql. Means to do everything you need aql. Never underestimate aql. For everything you need aql. It's not just enough to know. It's not just enough to have power, to have a skill. No. Always you need aql. But, wal-aqlu yahtaju ila al-adab. Aql needs adab. So everything needs aql. Aql needs adab. One of the things that I feel we are witnessing is that unfortunately adab is less you know highlighted in our education, less talked about in our public and private platform and less exercised. It seems that in this age and era, unfortunately, adab is not a priority. 
especially in some type of education, modern education. In order to help people feel confident, feel free to express themselves, they have <coughs> not emphasized on adab, as if adab is a problem, is a barrier, is an obstacle. But what we need is to encourage people to be free thinkers, but not liberal practitioners, not shameless activists. Adab is very important. A student, whether it's primary level, secondary, high school, university, even a PhD student must be polite with respect to his or her teacher, classmates, librarian, other people. Unfortunately, sometimes something has become a norm that people talk as they like. They talk to their teacher as they talk to their classmates. You know, when I uh, went to Manchester for my PhD in the 90s, uh, I was surprised, you know, that people were dealing with a, a supervisor, just like one of them. But, uh, and he, he was not minding that because this was part of the culture. But I never went into, a, you know, kind of door before him. I always was waiting for him to go. I never, you know, uh, addressed him with his first name. Maybe you can say this is cultural, but why our culture cannot be based on adab? I don't think anyone is going to lose by being respectful, by being polite. And these things may look little, but then you see the impact of this in the way people then deal with their parents, with the scholars, with the leadership. You know, if in your daily life, shame has no place, adab has no place, and you just talk as you like, then this can come to your religious life also, to community life, to family life. There is no limit. It's not that you say, no, when it comes to my community, I am a different person. And when you come to community, also you will be the same person. Even when you deal with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, maybe you will be the same person, shameless person. It's very difficult to partition your behavior. If with some people you don't observe haya, then little by little this goes to all corners of your life. So I repeat this hadith. <laughs> Everything needs aql, intelligence or intellect. 
but Arl itself needs Yeah. 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 It's not nice exchange of ideas. It's like a battle. But Islamic manners are different. And something that I very much hope that Muslims observe is that you get the best aspects of every culture that you live. You live in the East, in the West, wherever you live. You live in Africa, in Europe, US. Get the best. There are lots of good things in every culture, more or less. But keep your distinctive Islamic manners. They must say, this Muslim is the most polite person, most respectful person, the most punctual person the most kind and considerate person. Get the good things, but not everything. Yeah? It's very important. I assure you, you would never lose if you have Adab. Even with your enemies, you don't lose if you have Adab. I mentioned this in Muharram, the hadith from Amir al about battle of Safin, that when the army of Muawiyah first blocked the water and didn't give access to water to the army of Imam Ali Imam sent someone to talk, they didn't pay attention. Then Imam and his soldiers managed to gain control over water. Then some of the people in the army of Imam said, now it's our turn to block the road. And I say, these are people who have mentality of Muawiyah, but are in the army of Imam Ali. This is very important. So don't think because you are in the army of Ali, you think like Ali and you behave like Ali. So Imam said no. Even the sources say he didn't just give them water. He gave them access to water. It's very important. He could say, okay, we give them this many liters of water. No, he made access for them also to water. You know, when you are in the middle of a battle, you just think about that battle. 
You don't think that after 14 centuries, how your Shia are going to be proud of that. Yeah? But Amir al-Mu'mineen is a man of principle. He doesn't think about that battle only. He thinks in the large context that what people are going to think about us, what Allah is going to think about us in the first place. Yeah? Every battle is a small piece of a big, you know, like paint. Okay? If you look, look always that everything is a small piece of a big thing, you become more careful. Anyway, she said, we give them access to water. Some people in the army of Imam were swearing at them. At whom? At Muawiyah and his people. Imam salam said, Inni akrahu lakum an takunu sabbabi. I don't like you to swear at them. Even if the other party is Muawiyah who is here to kill us, who even doesn't give us water, you don't have right to be impolite. But you can describe what they have done. Just tell what they have done without adding any rude and impolite words to it. Just objectively report what they have done. And then pray. Allahumma aslih baynana wa baynahum. Something in this, maybe a little bit change in the words, but Allahumma hqin dima'ana wa dima'akum. Pray to Allah to protect our blood and their blood. Can you imagine? If I say today Imam Ali was concerned about the blood of people in the army of Muawiyah, some people may not accept. But he's in the middle of the battle. Says, pray to Allah to bring reconciliation and protect our blood and their blood. This is Adab. And Adab can be measured in the times of difficulties. You know, if I am in a park and enjoying myself, I can be very polite. If I am driving and weather is good, and you know, I'm, for example, you know, enjoying my drive, I can be polite. But when I'm, when I'm stuck in traffic, there is no AC, and you know, someone is you know blocking the way then that is where your adab can be tested. When you go home and you are tired and hungry and your old father or mother-in-law says, you know, something nonsense, that is where your adab can be tested. Father? Yes. 
So adab should be there in the times of challenges, in times of difficulties, when there are turmoils. In the battle, when Amir al-Mumin battle has adab, with respect to someone like Muawiyah, this shows that there is possibility that you be always polite, always be respectful, always be a real gentleman. In another hadith, Amir al said, Al adabu fil insan kashajaratin. Adab in human beings is like a tree. Guess what is the root of the tree? If, if Adab is Shajara, is a tree, what is the root? Asluha al-Aql. The root of this tree of Adab is Aql. So now you agree that why I emphasize on Adab in the course on practical wisdom. Okay, it's very much a matter of your wisdom and rationality. Imam Hassan alayhi salam said, La, yes. You know, even root without leaves cannot survive. <laughs> if you cut the tree, the roots will also be corrupt. Imam Hassan said, La adaba. This is the other way of the equation. Who has no agl has no adab. Because adab needs agl. Adab is a matter of rationality. So if you have rationality, you can have adab. If you have adab, you can be rational. Okay? La adaba. The one who doesn't have agl has no Adab. Because Adab needs careful and constant assessment. Careful and constant assessment. The one who has no Agl has no Adab. Then there is a heading about the need for disciplining yourself. You know, to make yourself, yes. Because after you identify this problem in solution, then you have to be constantly assessing what should I do now? What should I say now? How should I do this? You know, always you 
assess the situation. People who have no adapt, they deal all people the same. People who have adapt, they know that everything has manners. So now there is a heading about ta'adibun nafs. How to make yourself equipped with adapt, how to train yourself. Imam Ali Salam said, Tavallaw min anfusikum ta'adibaha. Wa'adilu biha an dharawata adatiha. Tavallaw means to be responsible. Undertake the responsibility of training yourself. Educating yourself. And take it away from bad habits. Bad habits are enemies of Adab. For example, someone has a habit of sitting very relaxed, always at home, you know, sits in a very relaxed way. But then he goes to the office, he goes to the master, he goes to the class, also he sits like that. This is not for life. You say, I am used to it. Okay. You have to change yourself. The way you, you know, for example, sit at home when you are alone, the way you sit when your family are there, the way you sit when your visitors, guests are there, the way you sit in the public places are different. You cannot sit in the bus the way you sit, you know, in your car. <laughs> Everything has to be according to the requirement of that moment, that context. Not just you say, I have this habit. In another hadith, the second, this one is very famous. Mu'allimu nafsihi wa mu'addibuha ahaqqu bil ijlal min mu'allimin nas wa mu'addibihim. You know, in Islam, we have great respect for teachers. Yeah? Teachers are very highly regarded. Ulama, and then teachers, and then students. This is the hierarchy in Islam. Alim, Mu'allim, Muta'allim. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself is Alim and Mu'allim. But the Prophet is Alim, Mu'allim, Muta'allim. <laughs> this is a learner also. So, Mu'allim is very important. But Amirul Mu'minin says the one who is teaching himself or herself adab and educating himself or herself should be more respected than someone who is educating other people. You know, we think educating others is more difficult because they are independent and I don't have control over them. 
But the reality is that educating yourself is more difficult. Because there is weakness in our willpower. There is, you know, inertia inside. There is a distance. And most of the time, we ignore that. We want to improve other people. Whenever there is problem, unfortunately, we think it's easier to fix the external problem than internal problem. If I have problem with someone, I try to change them. And if I cannot change them, I try to get rid of them. But why you don't change yourself? Okay? So, Amir al-Mumani says, Mu'allimu nafsih, the one who teaches himself or herself. Wa mu'addibuha, not teaching theories. Ta'adib, to give yourself adab, educate yourself, discipline yourself, train yourself to be observing polite manners. Such person who is mu'allimu nafsihi wa mu'addibaha ahaqqo bil ijlal. He deserves more honoring min mu'allim al-nas wa mu'addibahim. Deserves more honoring than the person who teaches people and educates and trains people. Doesn't look after himself. You know, like you, we have two people. They bring them, for example, to TV. They say, this person is very healthy. His body is fit. He's very healthy. This person is very weak, has lots of problems, you know, just uh, you know, collapsing. But they say he has trained hundreds, you know, sportsmen. He himself is collapsing him. What's the benefit? Two people, one of them has trained 100 people, but he himself has no akhlaq. Another person has good akhlaq, but has not had chance to teach people. And I'm sure a person who has good akhlaq automatically teach other people. You know, we have this saying from Imam Sadiq salam that it says, invite people with silence. Okay? You can, without talking to people, invite them, do tabligh. Without using your tongue, you can invite people. Of course, if you have such character that is compatible with what you say, if you speak, it could also add to the power. But the main thing is that a good person, even if he is silent, other people will be inspired. But a person who has no good character, even if he speaks lots of hours, would have no impact unless people don't know him. <laughs> you know, sometimes people don't know someone and very much 
enjoy these lectures and it has impact on them it's possible but as soon as they know the character of that person may not listen to that but if someone has good character automatically has impact on other people and if he speaks has more impact Then there is another heading. What are the mabad origins, origins for adab, the roots, the sources of adab? There is a hadith in Tuhaful Ughul that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Isa alayhi salam to Jesus, Adib Kalbakabil Khashya. Train and educate your heart without, with positive fear. Khashya is very much needed. Khashya makes you soft and considerate. When Allah said to Musa and Harun, go and speak to Fir'aun, لَعَلَّهُ يَتَذَكَّرُ أَوْ يَخْشَى Khashya. إِنَّمَا يَخْشَى اللَّهُ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ الْعُلَمَاءُ Ulama have khashya, uqala have khashya. Isa alayhi salam was asked, Who was your educator? Who trained you? Who gave you good adab? According to this hadith, Isa alayhi salam said, we have something similar about Luqman Hakim. Ma addabani ahadun. I didn't have a particular teacher. Ra'aytu qubhal jahl fajanabtuhu. I saw ugliness of ignorance, so avoided it. You know, about Luqman, we say that he said, I look at what bad people do and I try to do the opposite. So, if you are careful, even from bad people, you can learn. If you are careless, even from good people, you don't learn. <laughs> yeah? Amir al said, Jalis al-Ulama. Sit with ulama. It's a beautiful expression that we have. Sit with ulama. Not just listen to ulama. Try to socialize with ulama. Spend time with ulama. Sit with them. Yazdad ilmuk. Your knowledge will increase. Yeah? Ulama, even if they are speaking outside class or member, they would say something to increase your knowledge. Your adab also will become better, will improve. And your nafs becomes purer. 
there is a great power in friendship and in being in company of good people or if you are in company of bad people there is negative power In another hadith, Amir al-Mu'nir said, إِذَا زَادَ عِلْمُ الرَّجُلِ زَادَ عَدَبُهُ When knowledge of someone increases, his adab also would increase. So in Hose, in addition to papers on subjects, year by year we should also see adab of the students. First year students have very good adapt, much more than people outside. But second year students, more polite. Third year, more polite. Fourth year, more polite. Like humbleness. If you remember in one of the opening ceremonies, I said, every person who goes higher must become more humble and more polite. But sometimes, unfortunately, it's the opposite. In the first year, everyone is very polite and shy. But little by little, they start, <laughs> unfortunately. But inshallah, this is not our case. And his positive fear towards his Lord would be multiply would develop more positive. out yes yes positive yes like out then we have a heading about What is interpretation of adab? Amir al-Mumin said, Kafa ka adaban lenapsik ejtenabuma takrahuhu men gayrik. It is sufficient for you to understand how to educate yourself. It's sufficient if you see what you don't like from other people. Yeah, if you avoid what you don't like, then you become little by little a person with good adab. See, who is, for example, not a good student, not a good teacher, not a good speaker, not a good, I don't know, driver, not a good, for example, customer, a good shopkeeper. See these negativities in people and try to avoid them. See good things in people and try to imitate them, to follow them. Father, if someone has bad characteristics, you avoid the character the characteristics but if it is impossible then sometimes you may need to avoid the person if possible because some people we cannot avoid them for example 
I have a close relative that doesn't have good character. I cannot avoid him. I try to immunize myself, to protect myself so that I am not affected. But generally speaking, we don't boycott people, don't disconnect from people just because they have some bad traits of character, unless it becomes not manageable. And that relation is not that necessary, then we calculate and the balance may go in the favor of disconnecting. I cannot give one answer because there are lots of particularities. Imam Sadiq said, Adabani Abi Bithalathin. My father, Imam Baghir, educated me, trained me with three things. This was part of the education and training for Imam Sadiq. What Imam Baghir said, which is, of course, you know, in such hadith, when Imam says three things, it doesn't mean it was not four or five, you know. He mentions here three things. My little son or my dear son. This is just about what we are discussing. Someone who is accompanying bad friends would not be safe. If you have friendship, it means you spend lots of hours with someone. Then little by little, bad things from that person will be transferred to you. So one thing that Imam Baghir taught Imam Sadiq was to be careful about your friends. Very beautiful. The one who doesn't chain up his words, means doesn't control and watch carefully his words would regret. A great source of regret is always our own speech, our own words. We say something, then when the pressure is gone, when the tiredness is gone or the anger is gone, you say, oh, it was much better if I had not said this. Therefore, it's very important that you take your time and don't rush in speaking. Especially if you feel you are hurt, if you feel you are wrong, don't immediately, you know, speak. Most of the time it's better to be silent. Because in that moment you may not have full control over what you say. You may be oppressed, then you become oppressor. Or you may be oppressed, then you damage your own case. Number three, 
The third thing that Imam Baghir said to Imam Sadiq was that whoever enters bad interviews means he gets into suspicious, problematic things like going to bad places, meeting bad people, reading bad stuff, watching bad stuff. Anyway, you go into bad things. Yotaham. Even if you don't become bad, you would be accused. People would accuse you. So, in order to protect yourself, and in order to avoid people accusing you, keep away from bad things and bad people. Be careful, be cautious. Don't let people associate you with bad things. Don't give them this image. And say, no, Allah knows that I am not doing anything bad. Okay, but you have to be careful about your reputation. Have you heard this? Tuham is plural for tohma. Avoid places of false accusation. Means avoid places that you might be falsely accused. Said one of ulama used to say that's akhlaq and read this hadith. Ittaqu mawazat tuham. Ay talabe tuham. Tuham in Farsi means you too. Okay? So toham, the first one means tohma, but the second is toham means you too. <laughs> so don't say because I have imama, people are not going to accuse me. People start accusing those who have imama first. <laughs> Unfortunately, some people are not careful. They don't say, no, this alam, you know, inshallah is careful, or I am going to be more careful when I'm talking about ulama. Some people, you know, get more excited to attack ulama. Unfortunately, so if they can attack one normal person, one alim, they first attack alim. This is unfortunately the way uh, some propaganda machine works. So three things that Imam Baqir taught Imam Sadr Man yashab sahib asu la yaslum. So this is about avoiding bad friendship, bad companions. Number two, man la yuqayyid al-fadh hu yandam, the one who doesn't change, doesn't control his words with regret. Number three, wa man yadkhul madakhil asu yuttaham. The one who enters bad interviews, means enters into bad places or bad meetings would be accused. Imam Ali al-Salam said, Afdalul adab an yaqif al-insanu inda haddihi wa la yata'adda qadrahu. 
the best adab, the most privileged adab is that a person knows his limits and would not go beyond his limits. What is your limit? For example, you want to do tablet. Okay, how much knowledge you have? I told you, I think, once that after I studied one year in the Jose in Qom, because I had studied in Tehran, parallel to my high school. So when I went to Qom, I started from second year. So when I finished second year, then my uh, head of the Jose said, you should go for Tablit. I said, I've only been home one year. Although I had studied in Tehran parallel, but maximum it become two years. He said, you must go to Tablir, but know your limits. Go to a, a school in a village. So we don't say to people, don't speak, but know your limits. You must see how qualified you are, what topics you can address, what audience you can address. And the best thing in our tradition for such things is to ask your teacher, teachers who know you. Because this permission is not only a matter of adab, it's also a kind of blessing and I really believe that we receive blessing when we get permission from a spiritual person when a marja an alim or teacher tells us you can do this or you should do this this is very much useful for you this blessing is very important it's not just formality it means that somehow you occur in the chain of knowledge because your knowledge comes from your teacher your teacher's knowledge comes from his teachers and finally from Marazev from Ahlul Bayt so if you act according to the instruction of your teacher then that blessing comes to you if you get knowledge from your teacher and then ignore your teacher later, what happens? There would be no barakah in your knowledge. You are like a thief. You get what you like, but then ignore the source. This is the thief. The one who is not thief is always remaining grateful. Very important. If you want success, if you want tawfiq, remember we talked about tawfiq in akhlaq. Respect the chain, respect the hierarchy. This is not political hierarchy, this is not worldly hierarchy. This is a hierarchy of knowledge, this is a hierarchy of life. This is the ladder of knowledge and life. 
Pardon? Yes, exactly. And your teacher, as we said, is more to be respected more than your parents because this is parents of your soul. Of course, sometimes parents can be also your teachers, but if someone is just has given birth to you and someone has given knowledge to you. In another hadith, Amirul Mubinyadeh Salam said, Zabtun nafs in the ragabe wa rahab men afdal al adam. No, we read many hadiths because our time is short, but each of these hadiths is a treasure. Don't just listen once. You have to go back and review these hadiths. To control yourself in two important moments. In the ragab rahab. When you are eager and when you are fearful. It means when you are very excited to do something or to have something or when you are afraid of doing something. Because these are two times that we can make mistakes more than any other time. When you are very excited about doing or having something, your emotions can get on your way and block your understanding. Or when you are fearful. This fear can stop your understanding. It doesn't let you function properly. So this control is men afdal al-adam. Then we have some hadith about the need for educating your family and children and train them and let them develop adab. Don't only think about their academic studies. Unfortunately, some parents only are concerned about the academic education, secular education. Even don't just think about academic education and religious education. Think about also adab, character education. Even someone if has learned aqaid, fiqh, akhlaq in theory, but does not have adab, is not Akramu awladakum, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said. Akramu awladakum wa ahsinu adabahum yughfar lakum. Honor your children. If parents respect their children, not spoiling them. I'm not talking about spoiling their children, but respect your children. Then in future, they will not feel void and empty. If 
parents give love and respect to children, this remains always as a treasure for them, as a reserve for them. Okay? Akramu awladan. But also make them good in their manners. Train them to be polite and with good manners. If you do this, your sins will be forgiven. The reward for trying to educate your children in this way is that your sins will be, inshallah, forgiven. And I am sure many, many people also would pray for you. When they see your children have good akhlaq, good manners, they say, may Allah's mercy be upon his father or mother who has developed such good manners in him or her. Amir al said to Imam Hassan, Innama qalbul khaliyah. The heart of children, young people, is like empty land. If there is a fertile land which is not yet planted, whatever you put in that fertile soil, it will accept. Children, when they are still very young, are like fertile soil. Whatever you drop there, they will accept. Amir al-Mumni says, so what I did, I started soon teaching you Adab. He's saying to Imam Hassan. Before your heart becomes hard, because relatively a mature person's heart is harder than a child. Child is very soft, teenagers become a little hard, then when you grow up, harder, yeah? Unless you keep your heart always young. Some people always have a child heart. Yeah, very soft. But normally, by passage of time, you lose that softness that you have when you are a very young child. So Amir al-Mumni says, before your heart becomes hard, and before your minds become busy and preoccupied, Mubadara means to take the initiative. It means I started quickly to teach you adab, to train you with good manners. So this is a very important thing to teach kids. Adab. In madrasa, we should have adab. And this is very much worrying and we should have 
our own measures, maybe supplements, maybe alternatives. <laughs> Imam Raza salam said something which is very beautiful and I mentioned this when I talk about education also. One of the things which is very good for education of children is not only to teach them about significance of charity, but also to make them involved in charity activity, charitable action. It's very good. For example, you can say, you know, to, to bring money, but this is not good enough. It's good, but not good enough. But if you can involve them, for example, they themselves give to the poor people, or you know, they do something with their hand, packing, making something, you know, distributing food, so that they are involved in that. This is part of ta'adib. Imam Raza salam said, Murasabiyyah falyatasaddaq Ask the child to give sadaqa with his hand. Even if it is a little bread, even if it is a handhold of something, might be very little. But if the child gives with his own hand, it is very important. Everything in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is thought, you are seeking Allah's pleasure, and Niya is sincere that thing, even if it is little, becomes great. Don't say it's a piece of bread. If it is done for the sake of Allah, that's great. So you must try to involve children in charity activities. This is part of their ta'adib, part, part of their training. Then we have some headings that I avoid because time is short. I go a little further about to acquire the manners that are godly. Imam Ali salam said, Man Whoever acquires godly manners, the things that Allah is pleased with, are ple uh, sorry, the things that Allah is pleased with them, then this would lead him to permanent success.
Another hadith is Imam Zainul Abidin alayhi salam said, you know, this is in dua that we have Ilahi la tu addibni bi'ubatik wa la tamkur bi fi hilatik min aynali al-khayru yarat wa la yujadu illa min aynali we say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, please don't educate me with your punishment. Because in the end of the day, everyone will get good adab. <laughs> but you can get it sorted out in dunya or in barzakh or on the day of judgment. Otherwise, there is a place that all people with bad akhlaq will be sorted out. <laughs> and that is called hell. That's a place for purification <laughs> and transformation. But that's too late. So, Imam alayhi salam says to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, La tu'addibni bi'uqubatik. Please educate me, but not with your uqubatik. Means don't let my affairs reach the point that only your punishment, only calamities of dunya or akhirah will make me a good person, a humble person, a nice person. Wala tam korbi fi hilatik. Please don't make plans against me. If we don't act properly and instead we make plans against people, against truth, against party of half, then a counter plan would come and damage us. So we need to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to educate us, but not with pain, not with suffering, not with punishment. I would like to end with one hadith that I said at the beginning, we will talk about it later, that there are some people, these are not majority, that they need another way of dealing. Amir al-Mu'min al-Salam says, Istislahu al-Akhiyar bi-ikram wal-Ashrar bi-ta'adib. Those who are honorable people, Righteous people, nice people, good people, if they have mistakes and you want to correct them, improve them, what should you do? You should ekram, you should do ekram, you should honor them. You have a student, you have a child, you have a family member, you have a neighbor, you have a client, you have a boss or employee, nice person and there is something you are not happy with 
with more respect, with adab, that person can be corrected and improved. But if someone is one of Ashrar, one of the vicious people, then in order to improve them, you need to discipline them. Unfortunately, people sometimes try to improve all people with force and with harsh behavior. No, this is only for Ashram. This is for the people that you have tried many times to be respectful to them, to be nice to them, to honor them, and they don't stop. Then a time comes that you have to be harsh. But most of people are not like this. Even those people, you have to try many times. Not that from the beginning say, you know, no. When I looked at this person, I know that this person only needs <laughs> force. Or this person, you know, you have to insult him so that he listens to you. No, these are exceptional cases and you have to also few times try. But this hadith shows that unfortunately rarely you come across such people that if you act humbly and morally they take advantage and they don't stop or even become worse. But this is rare. Okay. Conclusion. One important aspect of wisdom is that in addition to everything that you do for having good intention and to identify problems properly and identify solutions properly, make plans properly, one important aspect in addition to all this is to observe courtesy, good manners, be as respectful as possible, as polite as possible, give everything its due right and attention, give everyone his or her due respect as much as possible. Avoid rushing in saying or doing something when you are angry or when you are very excited. If you are very excited or very much frightened, then don't say anything. Control yourself, watch yourself. Wait, take your time. For dealing with people that you disagree or with the people that you agree, you need to observe manners. Don't promote too much and with every means people that you like. And don't attack people that you don't like in every immoral or irresponsible or indiscriminate way. Adab is maybe for some people a kind of limitation and restriction 
because you are not able to say everything and to do everything and go everywhere. So some people may look at it as restriction, as restriction. But indeed, it is the only way to be able to move for long journey. You know, if you are not a, a person who is familiar with railway, say, why I should only go between these two, you know, rail lines? I want to go sometimes, you know, this way, that way, you know, I want to enjoy myself, go next to the rear. <laughs> okay, if you go a little bit away from this right track, then you cannot continue. You can enjoy for a few minutes, few hours, few days, but you cannot continue. If you want to go forward and no one stop you, find the right track. It looks like restriction, but indeed it's empowerment. I am sure outside the track, you cannot go that far and that fast. And you would have lots of casualties. People will be killed, people will be injured, people will not reach their destination, you are wasting their talents if you don't observe the track, which is set up by wisdom and is dealt with Adam. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to include us among the people that he has helped them with their ta'deeb. Addabani rabbi fa'ahsana ta'deebi. We ask Allah to undertake our education, our training, and help us to get rid of any bad traits of character and any bad manners. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>